Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in. So uh, I know this is a little out of character for our show, but before we hop into all of the uh, the role-playing and the dice rolling and everything else that comes along with Make Believe Heroes and D&D in general, uh, I had a little bit of an announcement. I have a little bit of an announcement that I need to make up front. So we are, um, we're, right now I'm looking at my calendar, and it is October 31st, Spooky Day. Uh, and we are, we're looking at episode 15 of season three. I hope that you've enjoyed the season so far. We have had a lot of fun playing it. The season is very different for us, uh, just in a lot of ways, uh, as I'm sure you can tell at this point, you know, having a party that's sort of split down the middle, uh, at odds with each other. And, you know, it's just a lot going on in this season. We're really enjoying it. And I hope that it's resonating with fans too. Uh, and I also hope that you're enjoying being back with one of our season one characters, even if he is uh, in a bit of a different place than he was on their original trek to hashtag save the tree. But anyhow, uh, to, to get right to the point, um, this episode has a few things going on. For one, it, it's a few minutes in before we actually get to the uh, the gameplay because we have some really cool things to show you, some awesome fan art music that was created by one of our listeners and some other things. So please listen through the first uh, seven or eight minutes. Uh, don't skip ahead. I know that maybe some people do, and that's fine if you skip ahead to the, the game proper. I get that. I, I've been there. But trust me, there's some really cool stuff in there I think you'll enjoy. Uh, so give that a chance. Uh, and that's the good news, along with the fact that this episode is crazy. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. The uh, the quote-unquote bad news is this. We're, we're actually going to be taking a short break. Um, don't worry. NBH isn't going anywhere. We're hard at work on making the show. That being said, we're approaching the Christmas season, and we usually take a week or two off right around Christmas. But with Jeremy having just uh, become a father for the first time ever, his, uh, his son is born. So if you haven't given him a congratulatory message or anything or a shout-out on Twitter uh, or in our emails, letters at makebelieveheroes.com or on the Discord, go do that. I'm sure that he'll appreciate that. Uh, we're all really excited for him. But with that going on, uh, a lot of things going on in my own life between working, uh, sort of increased hours, uh, some sickness that I've been dealing with, and other things, we have struggled to, uh, to stay up to par on our schedule. And I, I don't want to rush anything out. I don't want to slop anything together. I want to create the best show that I know that our fans and listeners deserve. And I think that's what you guys want to. I know you don't want to go a few weeks without any episodes, but after episode 16, we're going to be taking a break until the new year. Our plan is to launch the first or second week of January just depending on a few things, uh, such as being able to get edits done, getting episodes recorded, things like that. Um, I do want to specifically say, as far as our Patreon content goes, that stuff is still going to be coming out. We're still doing MBH plays. We just released our Halloween special today. If you're not a patron and you're interested in that and you want to try it out for a month, um, here in a few weeks we'll have the second part of that as well. It's really creepy and cool if you're looking for something awesome and Halloween-themed, even though I know today's technically a few days after Halloween now for most of you. Um, you can check that out, patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes. But the fact is we're going to keep things going for our patrons. We'll keep those MBH Plays episodes coming out, keep Monomy Unwrapped coming out. We're even going to try to get a couple of extra things out for patrons just because we know that you guys 
um, are giving us your money and we don't want you to feel cheated or anything like that. And since we're not going to be able to do early releases during that time, we want to make it up to you. I don't want to drone on. I just want to say that I'm very thankful for our fans. I'm very thankful for all of you that tune in every week, that listen, that reach out to us on Twitter or through email or on the Discord through Patreon. Um, it, it's humbling, and uh, I struggle sometimes when I see people online saying things like, this is the best D&D podcast out there because it's just hard to believe that you would look at our show that way. We work really hard to make it what it is. And we want to keep living up to that standard. And I hope that you all will understand as we're going into this holiday season, you know, we, we need some time to not only get the show where we want it to be in terms of production values and being able to record and have that buffer that we need to make sure we don't fall behind, but also to spend some time with our families, uh, Jeremy with his new son, myself with my daughter, who is now two, uh, with Christmas coming up and um, work and everything. We just need a short break so that we can make sure that Number one, we're giving you all what you deserve. And number two, we're keeping our sanity. So thank you all so much for understanding. Um, we really, really, we really, really appreciate all that you all do to help us. We're so grateful. Um, personally, as we're about to come into the Thanksgiving season, one thing I'm very thankful for is our listeners. Um, you all make me feel so proud and also so humble every time that you reach out. And I'm just very thankful. So I hope that you understand. You won't be too disappointed. I promise we'll be right back picking things up where we left off in season three, I think in a really cool spot. I think there's a nice little natural break there. So please be looking forward to that. And you've got this episode, one more episode next week, and then our short break. Thank you for listening. And let's get right on with the show. This is a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. With one another together i'm so proud even me yes. even alan even, even you, i alan. and mason oh i don't know him Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons adventure for all ages. Jazz hands. Except really 37. If you're 37, yeah, if, you if, cannot if, if, listen if you, to this. <laughs> specifically, if you're 37 years old, turn it off. Just Good. think of the people hey, listening hey, to this hey, right hey, now that are hey, 37. Hey, you. Turn it off. My dad is 37. That's not nice. When you turn 38, you can turn it back off. Your dad's not 37. I know, he turns 43 tomorrow. I'm I'm telling. Happy birthday tomorrow. People don't believe that I'm 36. You're not. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) That's why they don't believe it. (laughs) So I'm Paul. I'm your dungeon master, your, uh, your friend, and I'm joined by five players tonight. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hey guys, hey guys, it's Jeremy, hey. and I play Saul. <laughs> Saul. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance off the wall. Mm. I'm Char, and I play Alan. Wait. There no. it was. Other way around. That one. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. He's so dumb. And I'm Mason, and I play Miles. Miles Maywood, the halfling hotfoot. Who's going to die in this episode. 
We have some things to take care of. But before we do, we have some other things to take care of, such <laughs> as a shout-out. Shout-out! Shout-out to Alan. one of our friends and pals. Shout-out to Alan. To Alan, Alan oh, Thanks Boone. for being a it's part me. of the show. Alan, thank you thank for you. being a friend. Yes, shout-out to Alan. But not only to Alan, but also to one of our awesome patrons who has gone to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and supported us. He is taking part in some awesome rewards, rewards like early release or uh, Mono Me Unwrapped or our live Q&As or our Discord. Lots of things. We have lots of things to offer. You should check it out. But this patron is near and dear to our heart. His name, Sam Sharples. Go Sam. The yeah. same Sam that created the 80s cover of our intro that we used oh, for wow. our q Oh, wow. That was the best. I love that. Yes. Sam. Sambo. He is awesome. He's helped me out with some audio questions here and there because he does that stuff professionally. And Sam, thank you so much for listening to the show, for being a patron. You are the wind beneath our wings. You are <laughs> the man, Sam. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sambo. Oh, shining star. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I love it. <laughs> I, I, love I, don't know. I don't I think you just melded two songs. I'm not sure. I love it. I Maybe it's just one I don't know. Maybe it's one I don't know. Uh, shout outs can now, from now on, we just sing random lines to you. Anyway, shout out to Sam. You rock. Uh, so we have uh, one more thing we need to do before we play Dungeons and Dragons. Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Sharples. Quick little insert right here. First of all, I want to give a shout out to BattleBards for being our sponsor now for so long, letting us use their awesome stuff. Uh, go to BattleBards.com, use the code MBH Podcast to partake in 15% off of a BattleBards Prime subscription where you can try out their sound effects, uh, whether it be spells, magic blasts, sword attacks, uh, different creatures, different languages, music, soundscapes. They have so much to offer, and I highly recommend that you check it out. But before we move on into the episode, and I know that you guys want us to get into it, and let me just go ahead and give you a little teaser up front. This one is something special. But I have a little treat for you. A little treat from our own Sam, who we just mentioned. Mr. Sam Sharples has created for us some new musical fan art. Like I said, he made the 80s cover of our theme song, which we love and use for our Q&A episodes and things like that. But this one, um, you know what? There's really nothing I can say to introduce it other than to say we love it. It's wonderful. I was not prepared for it when I received it on my birthday from Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. We all love this thing. I have listened to it dozens of times, and I hope that you uh, hope that you enjoy it, listeners. Please enjoy Sam's latest musical fan art, which he can't decide if he should call Believe or Rolling for Poops. Enjoy. This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play dun 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 that is a hit. Roll me that Dimash. Is that the one with the, the decks? Just wipe it off. Uh, I want everybody to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep before I do anything. You're sort of sticking to the more shadowy side. Oh, wow. Have many of you guys ever heard of a basilisk? 
I'm not kidding, Saul. Where'd she go? I'm not kidding, Saul. Where'd she go? Go. Weird lizard creatures. This has gotta work, or we're all dead. God is hiding. Let go, my friends. Sink it right into his back through his heart. So that is uh, believe or rolling from poop. <laughs> rolling, sorry, uh, rolling for poops. I just listened with you guys and I love it. It's amazing. So if you're on the Discord, give a big shout out to Trackpad. Say, uh, tell him what you think about his awesome song and um, send us a letter to letters at makebelieveheroes.com, which is functional once again. Our email was down and we did not know it. We did not know it because emails were going out just fine, but they weren't coming in. Now it's fixed. So if you send us an email in the last like 30 or so days and, and you didn't get a response, then that's probably why. So, uh, yeah, get us those emails. Let us know what you thought about the song, and we'll pass the word on to Sam. Now back to the show. I'm going to roll this giant blue 20-sided die. Ooh, that was heavy. <sighs> oh, gosh. So 15. That's not good for this episode. I'm going to have to have you re-roll that, Lady please, sir. and gentlemen. 15. Lady and gentlemen. All right. Well, uh. against your giant D4, I'm rolling four regular each one. Go, Jeffrey. Go. That's a seven, a 10, okay. a 13, and a 17. That beats yeah, it. So wow. With advantage, he- I won. With quadruple advantage. Okay. Uh, last time on Make Believe Heroes... Our adventurers made their way back to the Inn and Tavern, the Drunken Lizard. They're trying to press through the crowd. It was very full that night, and Vance ran into someone that he knows, someone from his past, Pauline. Someone that I used to know. Somebody that he used to know, Pauline. Somebody! One of his retainers. Somebody once told me. (laughs) Somebody, somebody. Somebody, somebody. Pauline had been out searching everywhere for Sir Vance and, of course, for her old fling guy, Clark. (laughs) She was elated to have found Sir Vance, but immediately began to ask about uh, Guy, so they went upstairs to discuss it. And as they did, Saul, Miles, and Misk began to uh, talk about what they could do about getting her free from her contract a plan began to form itself, and across the hall, Vance broke the news to Pauline that Guy had been killed. Distraught, they consoled one another for a time, but then she departed because she is now a young paladin of Pelor. She had business to take care of at the Temple of Pelor. She left in a rush, 
and uh, Servance is now faced again with his past, considering all that has occurred thus far. But a plan formed itself. Char is preparing the ritual to possibly perform it today. Miles, Misk, and Saul got some rest and then headed out first thing the next morning, made their way to the Hotfoot hideout deep beneath the city of Brightport. And as they stepped out onto the uh, pathways leading up to this large ranch-style home in the middle of this platform underneath the very center of central Brightport, we begin our story. Miles, you are leading them up the path. There's no one close enough to hear you. As we walk, we get closer and closer, and I'm like, look, guys, you only get to go in here under special circumstances. You two, you're both interns. This, this is your story. What is an intern? You bring him coffee. Exactly. I'm not there. In exchange for training. Perhaps you are my intern. Perhaps, but when we get in this room, it's an imperative that you become my <laughs> intern. So you're both from, let's say, you're both from Branchshire. We'll say that. You both started to work for the Hot Feet, and no one really knows your face yet. So as we go in, you two are backup in case anything goes wrong. But if you get questioned, you are interns and nothing else. Maybe we should not even put ourselves in a situation to have to talk. Sounds good to me. I think you should both just, you know, refrain from speaking. It's easy for me. And she looks over at Saul. Miles looks at Saul. Saul smiles wickedly. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> Ain't that right? And she puts her hand over, like, her arm over his uh, shoulders, I Saul's? guess. And like, yeah, because we're halflings. Yeah, but you go to do that, and it's weird because you're still you. You're still the exact same height that you are. The disguise is just an illusion. Oh. And so you put your hand on him, and you're very disconcerted because it's like you can feel it up here, but you see down there. Whoa. Okay, yeah. that's weird. I'm never doing that again. Wow. Okay, let's, let's go. This is weird. Lead the way, Miles. He, he looks over at Saul, and he's like, you think you could just walk on for a second? Just give me and Misk a second. <sighs> they need to make out. Really? You need a goodbye kiss? And he walks on. We did that in the room. Oh my god. Oh! Leave it in. Leave it in. No. Anyway. This all walk on? Yes. Yeah, he he walks ahead a little bit. So Miles turns to Misk and he says, So you know I go in here and I sign this contract and make the changes, make the amendment that you'll be free. Yeah. But at the same time, it'll be my name which is on the contract. Yeah. And we both know that the ship is looking for you. And while if we come in here and, you know, get away unscathed and nothing goes wrong, before too long, the ship's going to wonder, you know, what has happened to that contract? So, Miss, just know that I truly believe that you're going to do more good in this world than I ever will. You know who I am. You know what I've done. You know my past. And you know who I work for. This is the reason why I'm going to take this contract. This, and that we've grown to know each other very well. Miles. Yeah. We're going to get rid of this contract one day for good. Okay? I just, you know, I have to do this, and I have to go with these guys, or me and my brother, we'll, we're going to die anyways. And 
hopefully by the time we get done in the nine hills i can get back and i'll put my blood back on the contract you see miss i fear that by the time you get back see you're always so you gotta be optimistic okay it's gonna work out miles just takes off walking towards saul you catch up with saul saul uh misc you, you follow misc yeah miles and misc come up beside you and miles starts making his way toward the platform where this house is you step up uh falling behind him like i said there are a lot of halflings out here there are a number of them like there's like a lot of um training equipment set out like people actually working out you know practicing with archery and doing different it's not like uh, military training, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a little bit more laid back than that, a little more specialized. Off the one side of the house, there's like a large area set out, kind of sectioned off. There's a, like a white picket fence that goes around. Like I said, there's green grass, which there's no direct sunlight down here, so you figure Miles probably knows it's somehow magically you know, uh, enhanced delicious. grass. Magically delicious. You all continue forward... Um, like I said, it's a large three-story ranch-style house. Uh, you walk up to the front door. It's like a big double door. Um, you just open the door and step inside. So, Servants, how exactly are you planning on going about your uh, mission to try and find Pauline? Oh, and you, you say know. Do you say anything to Char before you go? Because you know he's preparing the ritual. Oh, why would I tell him? I'm just saying, do you say anything to him or check on what he's doing or anything before you go? Yeah, probably. Char. Yes. How are the preparations coming? They're coming along. They are uh, should be done by the time they're back, I would think. Mm. Mm. There's something I'm going to go check on. So I'll be back shortly. All right. We'll uh we'll get this sorted out soon, so don't be too long. All right. Love you. <laughs> can, can we keep that? Wow. wow. Love you. Okay. So, Ranch, you head out. Um, do you go downstairs and like ask anyone for directions to the temple? What do you do? I would only ask. What's the lizard's name? The lizard. Helmer. I would only ask Helmer. Okay, well, see, you see Helmer. He's in there um, behind the bar, cleaning some glasses, talking to some people. It's not super packed out here. It's still pretty early in the day. There are some people there for breakfast and things like that, but like I say, it's it's sort of a mild crowd. You see Helmer over there? You approach him? Yes. Ah, Vess, Vess. It's good to see you again, Vess. Uh... Did you want some breakfast this morning? Yes. Um, I'm actually not hungry right now. Well, I, I believe I still have some of those shark steaks. If you like, I could, I could get some out for you. You could cook them again for us in the uh, in the grills there, if you'd like. Ooh, I might, I might have to do that later. But right okay, now, I'm okay. looking for some information. Oh, I, just, I see, I see. Well, yeah. you've come to the right place. I just need to know where the Temple of Paylor is. On the temples? Uh, yes, I can direct you to the temples, but... Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you just saying the other day that you're not really a fan of the gods? 
I am not, but I know people who are. I see, I see. Well, it's uh, it's over toward um, if you go toward the uh, the east side of Central Brideport, you'll find the Temple of Pelor up there. It's hard to miss. It's not far from the library. Oh, okay. So you know where that's at? You been over that um, way? I think we might have passed it. Okay, okay. Before. Well, if you just go north of here, still on the main streets, you get to center, Brightport, you take a right, you'll you'll see it. It's it's big, white, golden, you know, all the pale or stuff. You'll find it there. Uh, is that all you need? Are you sure you don't want some more of those shark steaks? Uh, I may have some of those for dinner. How about some orange juice? I will take a glass of orange juice. All right. See, I know you would. I know you'd like that orange juice. All right. Just hold on right here. I'll get you the go cup. He gets you one of those little styrofoam cups with the straw on the lid. Here's some <laughs> orange juice. Fresh squeezed this morning. Um, if you need anything, you just let me know. Okay, Bass? Thank you so much. Yeah, it's good talking to you. All right. See you later. Anyway. All right. You head out. Got your orange juice. Start making your way north looking for the Temple of Palor. Yeah. Miles, you step into the front door, and it's like I said, you know, there there are a number of people here. You step inside, and some people see you wave. This is a place that you you visit weekly, a couple times a week anyway, with your work that you do for the Hot Feed. Um, there is a sort of uh, a desk inside, not far, and there is a, a halfling woman sitting there. She's got blonde, curly hair and uh, glasses. She looks up when you walk in. She says, oh, hey, Miles. How are you? I'm doing good, Betsy. How about you? Oh, hey, I'm doing real well. Um, uh, I didn't know you were supposed to be here today. You have an appointment with the Shiv? I was going to ask you, did you get the copies that were made? Uh, which copies? Evidently not. Okay. Uh, I Was I supposed to get... I must not have got the memo. W- what are you looking for? I just... Uh... Fred was supposed to, you know, make send you some copies, you know, and have them redone, you know. Right. But it's all right. It's it's fine. Are you See, sure? I have some interns here who are looking to um, just get some books to study and things. Oh, uh, new new uh, new recruits. And she, right. She turns to look at you, Saul and Misk. Uh, what's uh, what's your names? She pulls out a piece of parchment. Oh. My name is Glenn Ravenfoot. Glenn, one N or two N's. Two ends, two ends. Okay. Um. All right. Roll me a deception check, with advantage. Oh, oh. It's just to see how it goes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really looking to punish you here. I just want to. I just want to see how you're doing. With advantage, the high dice is a thirteen, and my deception's pretty good. I had to go to my. Yeah. Hang on. It's like an eleven or mm. something, right? It's a plus nine, so yeah, okay. I did pretty good. It's like a twenty-two. Okay, Misk. Uh, uh, what is uh, and, and your name, Miss? Sarah Flanders. Sarah Flanders. H or no H? H. Okay, Sarah with an H Flanders. All right, um, roll me a deception check, Sarah. <laughs> Do she I get that? advantage? Yeah, you get advantage. Oh, okay. I no, she say. didn't say that. Boy. So a 19 so plus 19 10 is a 29. Well. Yeah, boy. Right, right, right. Right. Okay, Sarah and Glenn. Well, it's nice to meet you. If you guys need any help with anything, oh, well, you've got Miles. He's Miles is the best. He'll help you. That's right, Betsy. Miss just looks over at Miles. Do you need me to? Uh, you need me to send for Fred? Do you need to speak with him, or I'll talk to him in the morning. It's all right. All right. Well, 
Uh, if you need anything, just let me know, okay? Sure thing. She gives you a wink. I wink back. Misk just looks at Miles again. (laughs) (laughs) You all continue forward? Yes. All right. You know that the records, of course, are in the basement. So, Of course they are. You make your way over to the... Right next to the manticore. Staircase. And (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Ready for another Drake on Kelly? Just kidding. Here we go. He's the librarian. (laughs) Yeah, the librarian's a dragon. You guys go downstairs. Uh, there it's it's a finished basement, you know. Um, you make your way through. You it's 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 lo- very very tall basement, and uh, you see like there's rows and rows and rows of scrolls and parchments and things. You know your way around here though, because you you've done a lot of filing and things, and you know how to put things away. Uh, so you also know that there is a guy down here who watches over all of the records. Okay, his name is Philip. Philip. All right. Okay, and you know that if you want to see the to, to access these scrolls, you will have to speak with Philip. So you all are in the basement. You're making your way through. There's no one around. Making your way toward Philip. Yeah, I want to I wanna find Philip. Okay. You walk. You, you know exactly where he's at. So far, so good. Uh, hold on. Let me just roll something. You find Philip sitting there. Right. At the desk, pouring over scrolls. So, hey, Philip. Oh, hello, Miles. Yeah, I was just upstairs talking to Betsy, you know, just trying to... Yeah, Catch up and things. Yeah. I, I thought I'd ask you how your day's going. Oh, it's fine, you know. Same stuff, different day. Can I help you with something? Yeah, I was looking for a, uh, what was it? It was a contract that I'd written a few months back. Okay, what for? It was, it was for the shiv, and I need to see it in order to make a duplicate. Okay, roll me a deception check, sir. Oh, my. 16. Plus, Plus four. That's pretty four. good. So you, uh, I'm a little confused. So this is a contract about the Shiv? No. See, the, the Shiv wanted to imprison, for say, someone in a blood contract. Okay, who? Uh, I think her name was Misk. Misky oh, so the, tief- the tiefling that right, he's looking right. for? Yeah. Well, what do you... We all know who Misk is, Miles. We're all looking for her. Right. I'm famous. Why do you need... And who are these two? These are my interns. What interns? Saul just nods curtly. And what? What? what's your name? Uh, I'm Glenn Ravenfoot. And you? Sarah Flanders. And you're interning with Miles here? Yes. So are, or are they training to do what you do? Right, yes. right. But why do you need to see this particular? This seems like a pretty high profile. You know, I'm not even sure if it's here. You know, now I think about this, the shift may have already come and gotten it. Really? This just looks over. <laughs> well, I mean, surely. I'll tell you what, you just check, and if not, I'll just go, you know, to his house and get it from him, and you know. Oh, he's not at his house. He's upstairs in his office. Oh, really? Yeah, you can go right up. You want to just go up and talk to him first? Uh, no, just you go ahead and check. I don't really want to bother him, if you don't mind. Okay, so you guys broke even on your deception check. So I need a persuasion check to persuade him to go and get it now. From all of us? Nope. For, you guys aren't speaking. Oh, I thought we could. No. Uh, do either of you have any idea of how you might could help and you could potentially give him advantage? If I use charm person, will he know that I've tried to charm him? Later, yeah. 
friends does the same thing. Charm person, friends, they both do the same thing. You can make them be friendly towards you and do what you want, but then when it's over, they will know. I can give him bardic inspiration. I'm not talking about a spell or anything like that. I'm talking about role play. If you have a role playing way that you could help him, I'll give him an advantage on the roll. Okay. Role play. L- listen, uh, what's his name again? Philip. Hey, Philip. Um, we're really excited about becoming interns for Miles, and I really, 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 really. She looks at him for a second. Pauses. Really. Want. To see this handiwork that it, it's apparently one of the best blood contracts ever. So you're like trying to flirt with him? Is that what this is? Is that a flirty voice? I didn't think so. I didn't either. <laughs> That's what I was asking. It's like a nerd out, like you're trying to nerd out with him yes! voice? Okay, it was loud. I'm sorry. I was so confused. Well, I, I was just wondering. I was just, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because I was. You, you I was put on a nerdy nerd voice. Out. Yeah, you put on a nerdy voice, but I couldn't tell. So that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'll say that, that 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 is assisting him, and Miles, you can have advantage. You've been You're assisted. trying to persuade him. Your persuasion is a plus two. You did good. It's a fourteen plus two. Well, you know, yeah, scrolls are pretty interesting. I'll go see if we've got it. Just wait here. So he gets up and he makes his way out of sight to sort of like a little back room, looking through the scrolls. And you three are standing there alone for a moment. Saul say anything during this wait? Uh, he probably like scans the room three or four times. Yeah. You see people kind of coming to and fro, but no one real close to you. Well, Miles, so far I've not caught any signals that you've given off. Do you think he believed you? I believe so. So Miss is going to look over at Miles and be like, you got a lot of girls <laughs> winking at you. What's that all about? While we're speaking, I'm staying alert for Philip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would Phillip. too. Teleports behind you. <laughs> Nothing personal, kid. Saul's just keeping a hand on this dagger, ready to slam it into the back of Miles' skull if he needs to. What about the fact that you may have to go upstairs and get the contract from the shiv? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What are we going to do if the contract's not over here, guys? It better be here. If we have to go to the shiv, I guess we're not going to the shiv today, huh? Possibly. Possibly. We might need Char and Servants for that trip. Why did we let this child be in charge, Miss? Saul, he wrote the contract. Can I use Osseo? He's a hot foot. Osseo what? Osseo blood contract? No, you can't because this isn't Harry Potter. Uh, Servants. Yeah. As the three of them are waiting to see if Philip can procure the contract... You find the Temple of Pelor. It's nowhere near the size of the one in Branchyar. It's uh, obviously a smaller branch, but it is, you know, thematically similar, circular in its uh, architecture. A lot of white marble with golden lined things, but not not nearly as extravagant or as um, expensive, you could say, as the one in Branchyar. What do you do? I go in. You go inside pretty quickly. A uh, young lady in uh, long white robes with a golden son of Palor on her chest approaches you. She has her hair pulled back in a braid, long brown hair. She approaches, she says, Ah, hello, welcome to the Temple of Palor. Can I assist you? Is Pauline here? Uh, Pauline? Um, I'm not sure if I know a Pauline. Um, could you give me more information? We do have a lot of people that come and go. Hmm... 
You know she's trying to be a pal in a paylor. Like, you know that. Or at least that's what she told you. Well, she's training to be a paladin of Paylor. She was wearing a suit of armor with the symbol of Paylor. Oh, okay. And she told me she was coming here last night. She's local to Brightport, or is she visiting? I believe she's visiting. Well, we do have some visitors here from Branshire. Um, that, may, that may be the one. I tell you what, if you if you'd like to wait here, I will go and see if our visitors are still here. Please. Okay. You wait for a moment. The girl, uh, the young lady, leaves you there. She goes into a, off to a door on the side. Uh, a few minutes later, uh, well, as you're standing, you're standing there, you're waiting. You see a lot of people coming up and giving alms and praying at the temple, uh, at the uh, altars, and such. You see a number of clerics around. Speaking with people, uh, you're brought back, you know what I mean? Do you do anything or say anything while you're waiting? No, I just cross my arms and lean up against the wall. After a few moments, the door swings open, and uh, the young woman steps out holding the door, and Pauline comes out. And then Pauline steps to the side, and out walks High Cleric Glaron. I kill him. Oh my gosh, Paul. No way. I knew he was going to be there. You set no, you him didn't. up. Yeah, I did. As soon as he said an out walks, I knew who it was. Did you poop a little bit? No. Here we go. He is leaning on a cane a little bit, walking your way. An older man uh, wearing what you recognize, the high cleric's garbs. Um, he's got the shawl around his neck, the golden shawl and all those things. He, he approaches you. He says, ah, Sir Vance, it's been some time. Yeah? What are you doing here? Well, this is a temple of Paylor, and I am the High Cleric, not only of the temple in Branshire, but of all of the faith in our god Paylor. Which, on speaking with our dear Pauline here, he says, kind of looking at her, and she's looking at you a little sheepishly. After speaking with Pauline for some time, it, it, it would seem that you have denounced our god, Paylor. Yeah. Vance. Look at you. And he, he kind of gives you a look and, uh, you know, once over, he's looking over you. And he, you've got the big scar coming down across your face. And it's part of the fact that you've shaved and you've cleaned up, you know, you're, you're thinner uh, you look like I mean you look like the sort of man that's been living a rough life for the last couple of years you know what I mean yeah Vance Mrs. Clark has been so worried about you she has buried an empty casket for you and her son well I wasn't gonna come back and tell her that guy was dead when I found out I could bring it back. Vance, that's a fool's errand. Yes, there are ways to restore those that have recently passed. It's not too severe, but it has been... It's been too long, Vance. Everything we know about the afterlife teaches us, and what we know of Paylor teaches us, that once someone has been gone this long, that... 
they have their spirit, their souls have moved on, Vance. I know of other ways, and you don't know the whole situation. You know, everything I know about Paylor was ruined when he failed to do anything to save Guy when he could have. So, that's how I feel about that. We all lose people, Vance, but you... You mustn't turn it so inwardly. You mustn't... Steep in the pain. You have to move on, Vance. Well, I will once I figure out what's gonna happen when I find him. That's not moving on. Look, you need to come home with me and with Pauline. Come back to Branshire. We'll sort this out. It's too late. It's never too late, Vance. No, I have to go. He tries to put a hand on your shoulder. I step back. Vance, come on. Listen, I know that it's... I can only imagine how hard it's been for you, but... Come on. Won't you won't you come back with us? I'll come back once I'm finished. I'm going to the hills. And when I say that, maybe the red eye flashes. Faintly. You hear a voice faintly in your head, too. Yes. The hells. Leave this place, Vance. Leave. Leave. Pauline, I came to get you. If you're not going, then goodbye. And then I walk out. She makes like she's going to follow after you, but Glaren holds up a hand and stops her. And she... She stops. She watches you leave. Wow. She watches him leave? Sure. You're you're getting stuff ready, right? Preparing the ritual? Yeah. So, yeah, so I like I get my vial, you know, mm-hmm. looks just like this. Right. And it's full of like I don't know, unicorn blood or something. And I drink it cuz it's just like my snack. It's not part of the ritual. And I'm just Yeah, uh, gross. I'm like car- carving things and I'm like sprinkling things and I'm like moving things and rearranging them and chalking things down on the chalk place. Okay. So you have a, uh, a scroll with, uh, you have two scrolls. One is the ritual, right? It's ancient. It has been magically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, preserved, but it's ancient. Like the paper and the ink. Y- you're not sure that this isn't written completely in blood anyway. I taste it to check. It tastes like paper, really old paper. Yeah. And then you have parchment uh, that is written to you with instructions. Uh, it, it sort of came with the, the letter, if you will, that you received from your mutual friend. Who's that? It's from uh, your mutual friend, the one that introduced you in Vance, that has set you on this path. Oh, Paul. And he gave you instructions and a few warnings about this ritual. Okay, so I do the ritual. 
you've read over it. You're getting everything ready, and you've almost got it prepared. You just need one Satsaurus. So, Philip returns to his desk. Is he our mutual friend? No. He is holding in his hand a scroll. Oh, ho. Uh, yeah, I found, I found it. I was wrong. I don't know what I was thinking about the Shiv coming. He, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't come and gotten this one. This is the one. It, it's, it, Cesar, you wrote this, right? Right. I mean, I know you wrote a lot of these, but. A lot. Yeah. So why do you need it again? Just making a copy, you know, just teaching these, teaching these youngins how to. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better to use like a less important. I want to learn the best ever. Ever. Okay, okay. Well, well, me and you both know you can't mess this thing up. It's in. It's literally in blood. So. Right, right, yeah. It's impenetrable. I mean, you've already persuaded me. It's fine. Uh, I mean, this, the shift should be here any minute. <laughs> Saul's biting his tongue anyway, so he, hard. He's, he should be... He, I think he was supposed to come by. At what time? Oh, boy. I don't know. Yeah, you know he is. He just sort of comes and goes as he wants, but... Right. I'll let him know you got it if just in case he needs to see it or anything. Oh, oh, oh. Out of out of character, um, do we know of any like other exits beside the stairwell? From to the basement? No. Out of the basement. Not out of the basement. Doesn't he need to put it back? I thought the plan was to get it, fix it, put it back. Yeah, but you can't fix it right here in front of the guy. True, but I'm saying Do you guys want to use like some of the tables and stuff back here to show him? Uh actually first. I really need to go use the restroom. Oh, yeah, I get it. I said IBS acting up again. Not in front of these guys. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I got I got some work to do. I'll I'll talk to you later. All right, talk to you later. All right, see ya. And so I head for the restroom. Okay. And expect them to follow. <laughs> do you guys follow him to the it's restroom? It's not irritable bowel syndrome, just so you know. <laughs> and Miss just like shakes her head. Okay. She follows. All right, he lead you guys. But if you go in the boys' bathroom, she ain't going. <laughs> there is a restroom. I mean, there's just one restroom down here. So there's not like a men's and a women's. It's just Ain't one it like restroom. a uh, port? Uh, not a porta potty. Outhouse. Yes. No. It's this... like a functioning toilet in Monumi. Magic. magic. What use is magic if you can't get rid of your waste? <laughs> you know That's what I'm right. saying? Oh, okay. But actually, this is built literally down inside of a giant sewer system. Monumi even Manu- better. Bleh. Brightport's like the only city in the world. Yeah, exactly. Functioning toilets. (laughs) The toilets of Monumi. Okay. Yeah, that's Misk's next song. Toilets of Monumi. So you're going to the bathroom. Right. Into the bathroom? We go in and close the door. You all go into the bathroom. We all read it. Straight up. Straight up. You lock the door. We're crazy. They lock the door. They come out of the bathroom and Shiv comes out and you're like, (laughs) Oh, we were just, uh, you know. Saul draws a dagger. No, I mean, if we're all going to the bathroom, we're all going to the bathroom, and Saul just draws a dagger and, and, okay. and stands by the door. All right, you're all in the bathroom. It's kind of cramped in here. I mean, it's not tiny, but it's not spacious, right? Uh, Miles? So Miles takes his scroll and, you know, unfolds it, rolls it out on the floor, and says, Hey, Saul, can I borrow that dagger? <laughs> nope. He gives him a, a, a plain dagger. Yeah. Well, a dagger. Whatever. He gives you a dagger, but not that right, one. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, so Miles takes the dagger and 
slowly runs it across his, the palm of his hand. Yes, slowly. Can, can I, like, stop him bef- right before he does it? Here, go ahead. So I grab his wrist with mm-hmm. the dagger in it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Miles. I don't, I don't know of anyone in my whole life that's ever done this much for me. So thank you. And she kisses him on the cheek and lets him go and walks away. So Miles just, just sits there and was concentrated before, but now it sits there with his hand just shaking. Do you need help? No. And he just he shakes it off and he, he proceeds. And so he pulls it across his hand. Okay. You have the blood. Mm. I have the blood. So Miles gets down with one of his, you know, one of his quills mm-hmm. and does his handiwork. He starts, you know, writing things in and is marking things out, you know. And finally, at the very end, he just takes one big stripe across Misk's name and then signs it in his own. Make me an Arcana check. Oh, no. A nine plus six. A 15? A 15. First, you don't notice anything. Misk, you start to hear a ringing in your ears. Ugh. It starts off low. Oh, no. Am I supposed to hear this ringing in my ear? It starts to get louder. Misk, what's wrong? The, it's ringing louder. Whatever you do, don't scream. So Misk, like, puts her hand over her mouth. Mm-hmm. It's getting unbearably loud. And she falls to the floor. Miles, what are you doing? She's down on the floor. And she's screaming into her hand, but it's muffled. What is happening, Miles? Miles just... He just he just stands there bewildered. He goes over to her and just just starts, you know, just seeing to her, seeing what's wrong. You know, he, he knows what's wrong. He knows that the ringing in her ears. He knows that he doesn't have it yet for whatever reason. Misk. It comes to a point. It feels like your your head, your brain's going to explode. It feels like your ear your ears are starting. Like you guys can see blood trickling down her ears. Saul grabs him by the hair of the head and sticks his dagger on his throat. What is happening, Miles? Look, Saul. I don't have a clue. Ah! Miles, suddenly it feels like something is exploding between your ears. I, like, muffle his screams, like, in the crook of my arm as best I can. Roll me a d20. A 16. Okay. You managed to stay awake. Uh, Misk, the pain in your head instantly stops. And you see on the floor a contract, and you see uh, the name Miles Maywood glow red. And then you see Miles, like, in serious pain. So she runs over to Miles. Mm-hmm. Miles, I don't know what to do. What she, Saul, what do we do? Did she lose her composure when she felt the pain? She went down. I went down on the ground. Yeah, but did she did she lose her her alters or her disguise? Oh yeah, good question. Yeah, I would say Probably. she did. Yeah, she did. So so Misk undisguised runs over to Miles. Okay. You know, we're still in this little bathroom, so Miles, as he's trying to fight through the pain, mm-hmm. looks up and sees Misk out of out of out of disguise and looks at Saul and is like, Saul, I need you to take it back to the counter. Take it back to Philip. Tell him I'm done. And then come back. He lets go of the hair of his head and reads the contract. 
what all's changed? Is it just that it's Miles' name swapped? You see, uh, you see what look like some, some looks like some new ink, but it's mostly like arcane symbols, things you don't really understand. Looks like, you know, a, an actual method to making this change. It's not as simple as marking someone's name out and putting a new one down. Spell work, written work, but you don't see any provisions other than simply that where Misk's name was, now Miles has the responsibility of the contract. Misk, you need to get your disguise back on. I, I'm trying. You take the contract back, Saul? Uh, roll it up and go and look out the door. All right, you don't see anything. It's clear. Okay, I go take it back. All right. He He's done with this one, and he sets it up on the counter and then walks not directly back the same way, but kind of in general in the same way. He doesn't want to make it super obvious that he's walking back to a random bathroom. Miles, he steps out. What do you do? I look to Misk and I say, look, Misk, I can't help you get out of here. I'm in this contract now, and aiding you in anything is will directly conflict with what the Shiv wants. Yeah, your ears are still ringing. It's not as bad as it was. It's backed off now, but there's a nagging ring, like a warning. This ring is bad enough as it is. Oh, believe One me, wrong I know. Move, me speaking to you and not turning you in is what causes this pain. I'm in agony, Misk. Go. Misk just hugs him. Thank you again. <laughs> and she... Walks out of the bathroom. You step out into the hallway. You see uh, Saul, or Glenn, if you will, standing there. We need to go. Did she change back? Yeah. Yeah, she changed back. When you left. Sounds good to me. He's going to step around you and, like, poke his head in the door at Miles. Miles, thank you for helping my sister. And uh, he's going to take a cigar out of his vest and light it and hand it to him. Thank you, Setsaris. You can call me Saul. Thank you, Saul. Wow. And he closes the door and leaves. Saul, you and Miss are able to get out pretty easily. Just walk out. By the time you get about halfway down the uh, the tunnel, Saul, your spell runs dry. You turn back into the red tiefling. You need to re-up what you do. Yeah, he goes ahead and he's going to be the same halfling he was when he came in. All right, you go, you go back to it. You make your way back across town to the inn. You go upstairs. Yep. Yep. You're outside Char's door. You hear Vance and Char inside. Well... Misk, it seems like you're free. Yeah. How I don't think we can convince either of those two in there to uh, trade places at any point. But I think we need to know what they want from the hills. If it's just that we get them there and get them back and contract fine. I mean, if we can get them there and get them out, however it happens. But time's different in the hills. I don't know if I go there... I'll have time to do what I need to do. Yeah. Paylor has sent me to Fallen Grove. It may be better, well, 
I guess they need both of us to get to the hills. <sighs> this blood contract is frustrating. Well, well, just like we found a way with mine, I guess we'll find a way with yours. Saul catches his insensitivity and uh, wraps her up in a hug. She hugged you back. We'll help him. We'll get him back. Don't worry. Thanks. Vance, you can hear them outside. I open the door. So you made it. Where's Miles? It was a success. He stayed behind. Miles can't leave. Can't go against the shiv. So he did sign his name. Well, he said he would. And he don't lie. So, yeah. Vance, now that that's out of the way, you need to tell me, how can we get you to the hills as quickly as possible? And more importantly, what do you want there? And before you make up something, it would be much easier if you just tell us so we can get this done. We're obviously helping you. Well, I actually am going in search of a person. A person. A person from the hills. Not from the hills. Okay. A person in the hills. Not in the hills. Okay, on a plane. Someone not in the hills. Why the hills then? What do you need from there? It's closer to where I'm trying to get. Where are you trying to get? Speak plainly. The astral plane. You don't have to go... Uh, there's surely there's magics on this plane that could have took, taken you there. I would have already found it. Saw just glares. Yes, yes, through the hills, perhaps. Yes, you could reach the astral plane. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> so, Char, did you finish the ritual? Well, I need you guys for that. <laughs> True. I was just making sure you were actually working on the ritual. So... We're going back to the hills, literally going through the hills in this very, this inn room. Yes. There is a large circle drawn on the floor with a number of strange symbols that Misk, you and Saul are actually kind of familiar with. You, you, you can't discern what they mean just because you've been separated from the hills so long. But there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of words written infernal. A lot of things like that on the ground and on the walls. This whole room has been just transformed into a ritual ground. There are a number of bowls set up burning incense and uh, certain components. And the ritual is set in motion because this is the sort of thing that takes a long time to get going. And it is, it's ready. You have a time limit. I recognize this sigil, Char. I know what you're doing. But what circle of hell do you think you're going to land us in? The one you're from. They don't even know what's in the hills, Saul. <laughs> you're going to the sixth circle. We don't even know if Serastus is lord there or not. We don't know if you drop us in there with you that his demons don't come and take us immediately. I draw my sword and say, open the hills. This is a mistake. Fine. What do you want us to do, Char? Where do you want me to stand? I'm ready. Saw lots of cigar and hey, 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 Misk. Yeah. You want one before we go home? I definitely want one. I really, you know, I haven't seen Father in a long time. Saul reaches over and takes Misk's hand. 
Sorry, no touching. Don't touch her. <sighs> well, maybe he does, and then he lets go real quick. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. There's a smaller circle in the center for Saul to stand in. Saul, you get there. <laughs> We're going to circle around you. He stands in it smoking with his arms crossed. Well, I guess I'll see you in hell. Or not. Char cracks uh, just half smile. I suppose you shall at that. I'm here, brother. Don't trust anyone. So I have that ceremonial dagger. I'll walk up. I'll look Saul in the eyes and say, See you in hell. Stab him in the chest. What? Saul! Saul laughs and shrieks. You stab him right in the chest. You bury a knife in his chest. To the hilt. Saul, you look down, and you see this knife buried in your chest. To the hilt. Then the room goes weird. Uh, you you all hear a sound like, like a deep humming. And uh, now you realize that you've been hearing this sound ever since you stepped into the room. But now it's cacophonous. It's, it's deafening. You hear a crack like thunder. Moment that Misk screams your name, Saul, this lightning just strikes down and connects with the hilt of the dagger in your chest. Char, what are you doing to him? What's gotta be done? In that moment, Saul, you're illuminated in a piercing white light that's outlined in both black and red. The room spins, spiraling down like a drain, and suddenly you all feel very, very heavy as if you're being dragged downward. That's when you realize you are. You're being pulled very far downward. Everything outside of the circle has gone pitch black, utter darkness. Saul, you feel the room spinning, the lightning burning your chest. You feel as your whole body is burning from head to toe. And you notice a familiar sensation, one you felt before. You feel your life force leaving you am i are you killing saul like is this this is not an option as saul screams the lightning surging through the knife in his chest his scream abruptly cuts off (sighs) and so does the light you all fall to the floor in a very dark hot room and saul is gone